Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name Hello. is Mark, and mm. that was Miles, and I'm joined here, as always, by Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Jackie, what's that face for? I don't like Miles. Oh, Why? no. Miles loud. is, like, enjoying his newfound uh, input volume, which I'm, I'm turning so down. I'm so loud. Oh, my God, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Just turn him all the way down. Let him talk off, to himself. Miles. It'd be funnier if I was just echoing in the back of your microphones. <laughs> I mean, that's like mentally where I put you. Uh, we're a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Not anymore. Except there is no JoJo's Bizarre Adventure right now. So instead we watch Bow and Hunter Hunter. And we read emails. And we read emails. We do that anyway. And this week we watched Furry Curdy or FLCL episodes 4, 5, and 6, the OVA from 2002. And this week, to do it properly, uh, we have an old friend back on the podcast. I mean, I mean for the first time ever, it's what? Vin. Hi, Vin. Hi, everybody. Again, for the not first time ever? I lost count. I'm just saying that because I think last episode, I was like, it's your first time here. And you were like, I've been here before. And I was <laughs> like, That's my running joke is no one remembers me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Vin. What episodes of JoJo have you seen? Ooh, uh, Since we last spoke. Since we last spoke, not the ones that we watched with you. (laughs) No, I want to know what those were too. I don't remember which ones you saw with us. There was the pylon, okay, uh, the guy in the pea garden, superfly. There was uh, meeting Zeppeli and him teaching how to punch the frog. Oh, okay, that's like episode two or three. Controversial app. That's great. Why is it controversial? Still looms large in your head because of the Jack the Ripper thing. Yeah, I didn't even know it was the same app. Oh, he comes out of that. No, I think it's the frog punching thing that you also hate. Maybe I'm well, wrong. it's like because he could punch through a frog and not hurt the frog, but I don't know something about punching through a frog. Yeah, well, and it was a it was later like a rule that the Zeppeli like that that Hamon is established to me contradicts what happened to the frog. But in that episode, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, mm, 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 yeah, it doesn't make mm, sense mm, mm. that you can split the rock, but he doesn't punch through walls because it doesn't conduct Hamon. Anyway, mm-hmm. made me want to go buy a plushie for that frog though. Ah, oh, that Mimita frog. And then there oh, was one more. We watched the uh, the ice rink of death in the lake, all going after a disc and a lion with a bullet uh, guy. Uh, oh, with the White Album, right? Yes. With the White Album uh, guy, Giacho from uh, Part 5, right? My explanations show how little I remember. The actual... Well, no, no, it's like, it's like the most icy JoJo episode or JoJo moment. Okay. So, Ben, this, this puts you in the top five? Top four guest, repeat guest appearances. Mm. You're like the Alec Baldwin of <laughs> this podcast. Seasoned vet. And uh, still doesn't quite get what was going on in any of them. Yeah. Um, about understanding what's going on or not. <laughs> uh, we'll get to your emails in a second. I know everyone emailed because that's all they want to hear out of this podcast is their own <laughs> thoughts. Read out loud by grown people. But Vin, uh, why did we have you on for FLCL? What What about you spoke to to miles hey this guy likes flco well we watched it way back in the day at that's true probably in high school yeah it makes sense i think this is what 2002 i think i said that already so it better be true was it really oh it was Um, fresh at the time then 2003 whoops 2003 it made it to america 
Yeah, I think it's like same year. I mean, we saw it even. That's when like the English one came out, or what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Because we probably watched some bootleg ass. Oh, uh, okay. It's two thousand to two thousand one, probably in Japan, and then I guess it. Wait, 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 wait. And then at some point it came to the U.S. I don't know. I can't learn this on the fly. Sounds about right. But then I've just been listening to the soundtrack ever since. Mm. Yeah. The soundtrack's good. The pillows are good. I think it's your Facebook cover image. That's right. Is it? Oh, I haven't been on there in years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, when they first came out with cover images, the I just had a series of every few months I would put up some kind of Conti doing something. That's right. Well remembered. Did I mention, by the way, that... Do you watch Silicon Valley, Vin? Yeah. Do you remember, like, when they tackled the female programmer sort of thing and um, Zach Woods' character doesn't know how to, like, work with a woman and have, like, vulgar humor? Mm -hmm. And she keeps saying that she has a friend named Cunty (laughs) that she wants to have on. Every time I hear Cunty in this episode, I am carefully, like, rounding an A instead of a U sound. In, in my oh. head, I'm really uncomfortable with the robot's name here. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Facebook. So, yeah, we finished up Furdy Curdy, and we will get to that in a moment. But first, we have to take a quick sec to look over our shoulders uh-huh. at Correspondence Corner. So first, we have to pass the corner. Okay. Oh, let's look back there. Miles, what do we have for emails? Uh, I'm just looking at Miles' confused face this whole time. Wait, we already read this giant Eric Eric email. We did. Why is this here? I don't know. I uh, forwarded it to to myself. Oh, I you think? forwarded it to your you forward the you forwarded the email to yourself so you can see the dogs. Is that what happened? No, I wanted to read his email in full because he took the time to write the email and I wanted to read it. Oh, okay. But I guess it refreshed in our inbox. It sure did. This email is from Anna. Howdy, JJB Pod. Hope this email Howdy. catches you after you record so I'm not doubling down on emails. It didn't, but we spaced it out for you. But I was listening to the Dopio versus Risotto episodes and have some comments. I bet you do. First, depending on how finely Risotto can control the iron, he could make himself invisible by creating a non right handed meta material shell, which would create an invisibility cloak effect by making light flow around him like a rock in a river. I buy that. Second, my own personal theory as to how Dopio and Diavolo got did is that Dopio's mom got out of prison and tried to talk to him, but he freaked out and attacked her. He then freaked out, and the pressure of no longer being the good, simple Christian boy the priest raised those Christian boys created Diavolo, who enjoyed all of Dopio's dark impulses and buried the mom for fun. Then, because Diavolo is stronger than Dopio, mentally he became the main altar. Yeehaw, Anna. P.S. Still horny for risotto. P.P.S. The food, not the assassin. Good to know. Cool. Both. Horny for food. I don't remember risotto at all. This theory, I mean, I do, but I don't. The the risotto theory I buy. The Diavolo theory, I don't, I don't, I the don't idea know. The idea when, when she says that Dopio and Diavolo got did. It's DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Yeah. So she's putting forth the theory that there was a mental break when they killed Dopio's mom. I thought he was born a weirdo. I think he was born that way too. Because it had weird color eyes and you know. Yeah, people look different. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You should Mm -hmm. leave them on the hillside the way the Romans did. No, I don't know. It just seemed like that baby was evil. And also like immaculately concepted. Conceived. Conceived. 
But again, Immaculate Conception doesn't refer to God impregnating Mary. It refers to Mary being born without original sin. Her parents still put the P in the V. Okay, well... They threw the hot dog in the hallway. I thought Immaculate Conception referred to Jesus. I thought it... Yeah, I thought it no. conferred... I thought it referred to Jesus being miraculously no, born from no... Uh, not a man. Nope. It, it refers to Mary... Well, either way... Being born cleanly so that she could be the vessel for God. Who cares? What I mean <laughs> is... I do. You know I want to be a bishop one day. And so she liked risotto? Exactly. Yeah, 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 Mary yeah, loved yeah, yeah, creamy yeah, yeah. Italian rice. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, they hated the Romans. So what I'm saying is the the baby Dopio Diablo was born in a woman's prison by a prisoner who shouldn't have been pregnant because you're not supposed to do that. Well, we don't know what it was really. I mean, maybe she just had a really long pregnancy, you know, like she had gotten <laughs> like pregnant. Like years? Like yeah. years? It's JoJo. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? That's a good point. I think. Let's move on. By the way. I think it's a demon. That's what I believe. If you want us to. I think Diablo is a demon. Make a bunch of Catholic jokes over your email. You can write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Again, that's jojosbizarrepod at. mm, I forget. Uh, Let's look at the next email. And Vin, feel free to jump in or you don't have to. (laughs) You can can ask like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Uh, Oh, yeah. The first half of that email perfectly accentuated the what? (laughs) (laughs) Me watching JoJo's. (laughs) Uh, This is an email from Aaron, from Anne Aaron. We don't know which Aaron, but it's one of the Aaron's. Aaron W. Aaron also includes their signature with like the with name their, of the college with and their stuff. telephone number too which is oh. a new jersey area code what is no, it? it isn't no yes, it's not it is. Ducks. should we call him what are you talking about that can't be right what if i called him uh i am right can we call are him? are you right yeah oh shit that's a central new Jer- i'm gonna say it right now that's a central new jersey area code mercer county <laughs> what if we called him and left him a voicemail we should can we do that right now on the podcast mark are we allowed no <laughs> why not absolutely not why not? It'd be fun. He's giving everyone his number. He's probably not going to answer, and we'll leave him a voicemail, and we'll I'd say, be like, "Hey, hey, this is JoJo's podcast." Can we do it? No. No. All right. Fine. No, we can't. Sorry, Aaron. I tried. Aaron, I tried. Who said Aaron wants that? Aaron. Aaron fucked up and put his. his I'm going to call him later. I don't think Aaron has revealed <laughs> that he's from New Jersey, and I, it makes me feel sad that you're hiding that fact from us. <sighs> I don't. I don't know if it's ethical to put this out. We are anyway, driving near house right now, Aaron. Aaron writes an email that's titled "Battle of the Dads and Sons." Hey guys, hope you are doing well. I'm okay. I wanted y'all's opinion about who would win in a fight: Dio and Giorno versus Stardust Crusader Joseph and Josuke. Giorno, cause you what? Wait, Giorno, cause using gold experience requiem caused. Giorno, cause dude, you gotta really review what you write. Giorno, I guess would use gold experience requiem, which is too overpowered, but it's still a good matchup because both teams have healers, and Dio has vampire powers and a stand, and Joseph has Hamon and his stand. So who do you guys think would take the win? Horny PS, I'm. I feel like Dio and Giorno would crush. Yeah. 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 I got to say, you can yeah. stop time and heal yourself and like be a friend to animals and shoot rocks really hard and uh, make you die. A I lot. don't think Dio, I don't think Giorno would join Dio though. 
I can't see so. I can't see that happening. But they're daddy and Sonny. Yeah, but I don't see it happening. Dio is just like, who are you? Isn't there a JoJo's fighting game? Out yes, there, there is. Somewhere? There's a few where you could make this happen. I was going to say, can you simulate this and just mm. check? You could. Aaron, that is what you should do. You should get Eyes of Heaven or Eyes Over Heaven. I forget. Get like get two AIs to fight each other. That's right. And mm-hmm. just chart it. You know, Pick different stages, but just chart it over and over again. Do a line graph. Yeah. And see who wins. Yeah, you need to see like which, which one wins like over several matches in order for it to be a good study. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jackie. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Sorry we didn't call you this time. <laughs> uh, this is from Mouth of Hadar. Is that a JoJo reference is the subject line. Hey, JJB pod. I, hey. Want, I wanted to reassure you that you can do episodes about basically anything. Don't worry about relating it to JoJo. You're all true fans now, so you're going to see connections everywhere whether or not you, whether you like it or not. And if that weren't enough, remember that you will never arrive at the end of people explaining King Crimson. This is the power of JJB Pod Requ- Requiem. Then you don't know what King, King Crimson is. Hopefully, Rub someone, it in. hopefully it's okay. Hopefully, we'll get an email where someone explains it. Yeah, because we still don't get it. Somebody, please write in and explain it to us. <laughs> I hope we got one this week just so, to see if Vin can understand it. I like the band King Crimson. Let's start there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard anything outside of in the court? Outside of In the Court of the Crimson King? No. Yeah, right? So they're one for one in my book. Yeah, same. This is the power of JJB Pod Requiem. Not even its users, Mark, Jackie, and Miles, are aware of this. I like to think Diablo experiences his predictions in a way similar to using a VR headset. He can move around and view what will happen, but can't actually interact with it since it's only a vision. That's why the anime uses the cool galaxy effect to show that the predictions are another world outside reality. So that was kind of an explanation, but... (laughs) I followed. Okay. I was there. Okay. I was with you. Basically... I'm going to explain it completely wrong and then more people are going to email me. Yeah. But <laughs> he has like a, oh my God, what are you doing, Mark? What are you doing? Are you doing something? No. Okay. I just heard strange noises, but it turns out to be the kitchen, I think. No, Mark, Do you hear that? Mark is doing something. What are you doing? I'm in your mind. Mark, I hate it. I don't like it. Wait for it. Is the email over, by the way, or are you still reading? Well, I was about to try to explain <laughs> King Crimson, and I then see. you did weird no, shit to my I brain. Just, I was just sad that I missed a drop, because I thought this email just <laughs> kind of was joking about the fact that we'll never get to the end of people explaining King Crimson, which is pretty funny. It's a very like well, sort of well, meta reference. Let me, let, me see, let me see if I got this. So he, okay, you his, his stand is he can make predictions, and he, to do this, goes into a sort of space where he can interact with the prediction. Kind of. Kind of. But it's separate from actual reality, so you can walk around and do stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit right. Yeah. It's yeah. basically... Honestly, every answer is right and wrong at the same time. It's, it's JoJo. He doesn't like get to change what happens, but what he does do is he's always... He's got this little head on his forehead called Epitaph that is always seeing 10 seconds into the future. Mm. And if he sees something like, oh, people are going to shoot me, he can activate King Crimson, which means... He can move around, but is unaffected by anything that happens. And because basically that 10 second time window is erased. It is gone from existence. I don't get it. So he can move around in that time, 
that he saw. He Okay, so he sees something. He's like, all right, I'm going to activate. Now he can move around in that time and like shit ha- continues to happen. But then those 10 seconds are erased at the end. So like he moves, everything else kind of continues to go forward as as it was going to in what he saw, right? So, but he can, but he knows that that's going to happen so he can move around in there. And then that time is erased. So people are like, whoa, what happened? But it's like 10 seconds. So it's like. Oh, so it's like a nice private 10 seconds to yourself that everybody else just doesn't know happened. Yeah. Right, anything they try to do to you didn't happen yeah maybe wow if you didn't want it to right he could well yeah he could sit there and no he can't he can't interact with the world at all so if you shoot bullets at him and he turns on king crimson they oh, just go through him. they just go like because it's like he's not there right oh, i'd love to see the the thousand lines of dialogue in the subtitles that try to explain this <laughs> oh you want to see the thousand lines of emails yeah because that's what ha- yeah uh also like in the when they first started to show this power it was very much what the fuck because the characters would just be like wait what happened you like you we oh. as the audience were like what is what did he do they're what confused with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so fun stuff uh thank you uh mouth of hadar for writing they wrote in a, they wrote again oh which i don't know should I read it? I'll read it. I'll read it too, just to have the same voice. Hey, uh, this is uh, the subject is no subject. Hey, JJB Pod. Today I woke up feeling so horny and thought of a few things in JoJo that weren't touched in, that weren't touched on in your horny episode. In Judgment Arc, Polnareff was on the ground being bitten by Zombie Abdul and his own naked sister. There is also a ton of bondage throughout the series. People get tied up, restrained, uh, with ropes, chains, bubbles, hair, etc. Uh, oh, yeah, bubbles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and that's all b- from before they even introduced dance. Also, have you seen the tweet about Marilyn Manson's rules for what makes you gay? And then they share a tweet. Uh, I don't know how much uh, I don't know much about Manson, but I think it's safe to say the list is satire and I have I had a good laugh reading it. I don't expect you to read it all on air, but I thought nope. you'd be funny to note which rules Jojo breaks uh, and see if it is indeed gay. I found it breaks rules 5, 18, probably 24, 26, 27, 34 and 36. We can RT. I will say that rule five is if you're at a gay bar, you're not gay. But if you're at a straight bar and you talk to another gay, another guy longer than you talk to a girl, you're gay. This is just from some Marilyn Manson book that seems very silly. I don't like it. It's dumb. Sorry. Yeah. But it seems to be satirical, also, it, but it's, still. Also, it's mean against the Smiths. What's wrong with the Smiths? They're or maybe good. maybe not mean, but it's saying that the Smiths are gay or whatever. Like, just because you like any kind of music doesn't make you any kind of sexuality. You know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, I like the Smiths. I like the Smiths, too. The next email is from <laughs> Jackie Dario. said that I and think, stared into space like, think, oh no. I think no matter your sexuality, you should like the Smiths. That's yeah. my belief. Except I don't like Friday, I'm in love. That seems to be a popular song, but that's I don't the think cure, it's good. You dumbass. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's not the Smiths. Oh, you're right. Why do I always do that? The next email is from Dario. It's called Achievement Unlocked. Listen to all 143 episodes in one week. Jesus. Hello, everyone. <laughs> It's Dario again. I'm here to thank you guys for all the compliments that were made last week. I really appreciate. My father happened to listen to the podcast when you're reading my email. He said he was proud of me and that this made him extremely happy. Hugs and kisses from Brazil. P.S. 
Every time I close my eyes, I hear Jackie trying to read at least two lines of my email in Portuguese. I won't judge you if you try. Why Jackie? Uh, I think I said, I think I, th- I threw down the gauntlet and was like, I could do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Write, write some shit to us in Portuguese and we'll try to read it. <laughs> PPS, my father said that I should record a video of me trying to replicate a, quote, New Jersey style accent, quote. That's what he said. PPPS, how many P's can I write? Like, it, grammatically as many as you want how many in an email i think three is probably pushing it uh i think three is the maximum i think that's true all right so i'm running the math in my head here how long on average are your episodes oh like an hour, about an hour 20 yeah. hour 10 yeah at least an hour all right and how many hours in a week <laughs> I, I did the math. Champ. it would be 20 episodes in each day <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible <laughs> Yeah. There's just no way. But, well, maybe some people listen to podcasts like Speed It Up. Sped mm. Up? Sped Up? No. By the way, I like the Smiths too. I like a lot of the Smiths songs. <laughs> All but right. Back to that. If you, right. if you defend Morrissey's current philosophies, you're not gay, but you're an asshole. That's my rule. Okay. I don't know anything about anything. I just like some songs. And The Cure is good too, except Friday I'm in Love's Not Good. I like that song. It's okay. It's bad. It's a gem. Disagree. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I look at this. I haven't seen this one. Uh, Miles, do you want to read it? You want me to read it? I just read it. I don't care. Gary. This email's from Gary. Hey, X JoJo's gang. Another it's movie Gary. ranking. During the hey, JoJo, JoJo gang. Stop! <laughs> I don't like it. All right, I got it. Because it's about movies. You sure I want to read it? it. Yeah. Uh, Gary writes another movie ranking. Uh, hey, ex-Jojo gang, it's Gary. During the Jojo off-season, I read a book written by Hirohiko Araki called Hirohiko Araki's Super Favorites, Rules of Movies. Instead of another book which focuses on horror movies, this book is about why, quote, suspense is one of the most important elements in films and how he applies this in his works. Moreover, he even has a chapter dedicated to Clint Eastwood. In the book, he listed his top 20 suspense movies. I would like to hear your opinion. All right, let's go. Number one, Heat great movie is it suspense really long it's like a thriller like a crime thriller okay is that al pacino it's al pacino and robert denaro mm. uh, number two the great escape it's my father's favorite movie i've seen it once as a kid i should probably see it again what i don't know what it is I don't know what uh, it's steve mcqueen is a pow in like a nazi prison camp and they escape by digging a tunnel out of the prison and the nazis mm-hmm. are the bad guys in this yes yeah, miles okay number three taken that's pretty good. Yeah. It makes me sad though, because of all the, the 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 sexual slavery stuff that that this happens. Is, that's is that super suspense? high. I think it's just a list. What'd you I, say? It's kind of actiony. Yeah, I feel like it's more actiony than the suspense suspense-y. is. Just will yeah. there be more action? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's like suspense in like the most loose term. No, I think it is suspense because you're like worried, like, oh, is he gonna find his daughter? Oh, that's true. You spend the whole movie in a single suspenseful i'm i'm, I'm yeah, worried the whole time because also the way that they take her is very scary and suspenseful isn't it isn't it she's hiding under the bed that's scary right. i don't remember yeah i guess it's scary. it's memorable it's memorable because she goes on a trip and then i don't know man remember, it's remember when uh it's scary polnarf was under the bed and a doll like pissed on him or something no, no. yeah I anyway don't. number four mystic river i thought that movie was pretty good i don't, I don't remember, remember it, it. Ooh. Uh, jinx it's a clint eastwood movie it's got sean penn and there's like pedophilia or a dead kid or something guys what if we just like the next 21 episodes we just watched each of these things and talked about them for the podcast we sure just, we just go through araki's like top suspense movies and talk about them i'm down Number f- that's a good idea 
That's too many. Number five, <laughs> they're all Clint Eastwood too. Not really, but half of them. Okay. Number five, The Unforgiven. Great movie. Good movie. Yeah, very good movie. Oscar winner, nineteen ninety two. Sort of nice that it's like a uh, uh, requiem for cowboy movies, especially Clint Eastwood. I like the theme song. Do not forsake me, oh my darling. That's the theme song? On this our wedding day, isn't it? I have no idea. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. You might be. <laughs> I might be thinking of a different Western I saw at the same time, but I think it is. It's the one with Clint Eastwood where he's like an ex-cowboy drunk guy, mm-hmm. but then like supposedly these prostitutes were like Oh, I'm up. thinking of High Noon. Different movie. It's like a 40-year difference. It's yeah. the one where Danny Glover's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Wait, which one do you think? Oh. Unforgiven. Okay. Uh, number six, Psycho. Yeah. Scary. Good stuff. Psycho's definitely suspenseful. Number seven, Heaven Can Wait. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know that what one. that is. What is that? I like how number eight is Shrek. <laughs> what? <laughs> number eight on this list is Shrek. That's the next also, one. Also, Heaven Can Wait is about uh, a fucking... NFL quarterback who is killed in an auto accident and then what? It's a football player goes to heaven? Um, can we watch Shrek next week and just talk yes. about how it's not a suspense movie or how it is? I don't know. No, and then it is a lot to unpack movie. there. It's in a genre all its own called Shrek Spence. <laughs> well, there's the suspense that she doesn't want them to find out she's an ogre, so she's like on, oh, on edge. Okay. That's okay. true. Okay. All right. And then uh, the next episode is called Hirohiko Araki thinks that Shrek is, <laughs> Shrek is a suspense movie. I guess yeah. like, I guess he's saying it's he's an in important element in pulling. every movie. So like any movie can be I suspense. guess. These are his top 20 suspense movies. I think he just really likes Shrek. Number, he just loves number that Number nine movie. is Fargo. Great movie. Fargo, Actually a suspense movie. Yeah, For some reason I didn't like bit. it. I think I saw it too young and it <gasps> fucked me up. Oh, I think it's great. I understand that, and I don't disagree with that. Is anyone. that why you're afraid of wood chippers to this very day? Oh, boy. Uh, number 10, Dirty Harry. Those, I haven't seen it. Those Dirty Harry movies aren't that good. I think I saw Sudden Impact. That's the one where he actually says, do you feel lucky, punk? Uh, number 11, The Born Identity. Oh! Those movies are all right. They're like a realistic approach to espionage, but the action and fighting is all shaky cam. Yeah, but like it was like very groundbreaking at first. Before, like, everyone else started doing it, and you were like, I can't see any of what is happening. Yeah. Because it made you think, like, maybe life is shaky. Yeah. You're like, this is how I would see a fight. Mm. Mm. Uh, Number 12, City of God. Great movie. Which one is that? Is that the Brazilian one? Yeah. It's the Brazilian one. Is it suspense? Brasil. I don't think it's suspense. By the way, Jackie, you should read City of God in Portuguese out loud for Dario. Okay. Sure. Do it now. No. Okay. Number it's like it's like Cidade de Dios or something. Do Dios Cidade or whatever. de Deus or something yeah. like that. I only know Obrigado. Obrigado. <laughs> number 12 is... Uh, nope. Number 13 is Duel. I don't know that. That's where the Wheel of Fortune arc in JoJo comes from. It's the Steven Spielberg's first feature film or almost feature TV movie. It's a guy in a car being chased by a truck. I don't know it. Anyway. Number 14, Eyes Wide Shut. I don't, I've never seen that one. It's, it's all right. It's a sex movie. It's a sexy movie. <gasps> oh, I remember I, want, I wasn't allowed to see it. I want to see that movie. I remember. Now I know. It's honestly not that. I think I want to see it. Taboo or sexy. It's like worth watching because of like the weird, like, I don't know. It's Stanley Kubrick. It's, it's like, wild. it's good yeah. in the way that you just think about like powerful people doing stuff in the shadows. Also sexy like stuff. the sound of it is, is very good. Like, Ooh, I want to watch, I want to watch movies oh, only. I love that shit. That <laughs> like too. chanting played backwards or whatever. I think oh. I, I think I want to watch movies only about oh. powerful people doing things things in the shadows i feel like that's a theme right now you would love it then jackie (laughs) uh number 15 the butterfly effect great movie completely trashy love it it. just ridiculous 
Uh, someone online once brilliant, said that it, it, hits, it hits every hot button issue, which is true. Is it yeah. Ashton Kutcher? Child rape. There's oh, a no. baby explodes. <laughs> yeah. There's death in the it. womb. A lot of child death. Uh, stigmata is a thing in I there. I want to rewatch it. Number 16, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. <laughs> Guys, I like this movie. Okay, I've never seen it. It's Russell Crowe as ship's captain. Wait, in, have I even seen this movie? <laughs> Do I just like the idea of it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the saddest thing i've ever seen any uh, movie at sea i feel suspenseful because you just start off the movie like will they drown will oh my god sink? is it gonna float forever? i think i also like movies at sea i like nautical movies number 17 <laughs> is unfaithful that is a suspense Ooh, that's movie. richard Gere and some women diane lane fuck, fuck all the time total babe uh number 18 is frost nixon that's is that suspense, is that suspense? I, I guess know. it is. Aren't you worried about our country? Political dramas, I guess, are suspenseful. They right? sure are. Imagine interviewing Nixon. You'd be like, this guy's fucking crazy. I feel like the suspense is lost when it's historical, though. Because yeah. you, yeah. you know what's going to happen. That's, well, that's, that's only Yeah, that's only if you know history. That's true. I well, don't. No, even <laughs> if you know history, like you watch Apollo 13 and you're like, oh, no, is Tom Hanks going to make it? <laughs> mm. You know what happens. You know, you don't, yeah, you don't know what happens to the side characters and stuff. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think history can still be suspenseful. Next I'm looking mark? up this next movie because... I've heard of it. Number 19 is Pound. It's about a dog pound. Is that a Will Smith movie? <laughs> pound? I think, I, I think it is, In right? a pound, 18 dogs wait to be adopted. Nah. Yes. It's directed and written by Robert Downey Sr. Okay. It's about dogs? It's Rest. probably Araki just thinking about a million dogs being hit. We should watch this movie. <laughs> I feel like it'll be really on theme and it'll explain a lot. Number 20 is Witness. I don't I don't know what that is. Let me look. Me neither. You know what movie I like? Changing Lanes. It's good. I never saw that. That's the one with uh, Eddie Murphy and... Uh, no. That's Changing Place. Trading Places? Which one's Changing Lanes? It's a... Uh, I forget the white person in it. Oh, come on. <laughs> but it's Samuel L. Jackson. Mel Gibson. and oh. <laughs> It's good. Okay, and the final one, we took too much time on this, is 21, but it says it's a runner-up, Reservoir Dogs. Didn't make the top 20. Ah, uh, yeah. Somehow that, that lost to Shrek. True. Listeners, write in and let us know if you think we should watch Shrek for a Don't. podcast episode. <laughs> I kind of want to see Shrek again. I think Like, does should. it hold up? It does hold up. Yeah. The to animation clarify, just doesn't. It's a good movie. You can write in and suggest that, but that doesn't mean we're going to do it. No, we're going to do it. <laughs> Thanks for writing, Two against Gary. one, two against one, two against one. <laughs> yeah, figure out how to use this, this device. I'm just going to record it, like, on my phone and then oh, just no. upload it to Twitter. <laughs> no, you can't Without move. editing it. It's just going to be me and Miles. <laughs> so Shrek is good. <laughs> what if i recapped it but like replaced like all the names with like like instead of shrek i said like jotaro and like instead of fiona it's like you've suggested this find and replace idea so many times i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm doing it (laughs) let's read this next email have you read these emails (laughs) it's like suzy q is the shrek girl what's her name i just said it yeah fiona wow (laughs) i literally just said it i'm like i don't remember it now um, I have to. I haven't read yet in a while. It's from an old friend, Jackie. Oh, where? Okay, so from Bizarre Buccaneer, our old friend. Uh, the subject is Lupin the Third, 
Hey, gang, sorry I haven't written in a long time, but I've been busy with school. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. Anyway, my suggestion for the next thing you guys could watch is Lupin the Third Part 5. Specifically, the first few episodes and then 13. If nothing else, do episode 13. It's basically Lady Die Hard, and it is possibly my favorite ep of that part. Keep up the good work, and thanks for helping my commute to school be a lively one your og writer bizarre buccaneer there you go listen i love lupin the third added to the list never seen any of it but it is referenced in flcl today it sure is let's add it to the list all right fine it's got swag lupin the third if there's one thing that show has it's uh debonair oh yeah it's like the original space dandy it's just not in space i don't know what that is yeah Space Dandy is Shinjiro Watanabe. Who's that? The director of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. And Samurai Champloo. That's right. Cool. Let me just add to our list here. Type loudly Lupin. so the listeners can hear. Oh, that's a good one, too. I forgot I had ever seen. What? Samurai Champloo. That's a good one. You can hear Mark just adding to. <laughs> All right. I did it. Okay. Uh, again, if you want to write to us, just put in your little email box, your email, Tamagotchi, JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com and try to make it about uh, whatever you want. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, should we take a break before talking about Frikri? Yeah, I need to get, get my laptop. BRB. I'll get water. Uh, okay. Uh. We're back. It's time to talk about uh, Frikri episode four. And five. And uh, six. And six. Did you watch one, two, three first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last two. week oh, we okay. talked about it. Last week. Did I not tell you that? No, I, no. I was just curious if you just dove right into four. No, no, no. no, no. We watched together. one, two, three last week. You don't listen to our podcast every week? I, I just admitted that. Aren't I? we friends? <laughs> you dove right into four. That's that's what happened. So yes. from your u- unique perspective, uh, how is the second half? Do you think you needed to watch the first half at all? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> uh, they, they replay this like on TV, you know, every couple of years and the first three are my least favorite. The second three are my favorite. I'm the complete oh. opposite. Oh, oh, I think I like three the best. After today. I agree. I'm the opposite. I too. love that little girl character. Oh, the Puss in Boots episode? Yeah. I think she's so cool. Nina Mori? Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't say anything for the rest of it. She's just like a cool person. And she looks yeah. different, right? Doesn't something about her looks different? Is it just her haircut? Yeah, later she on got her a haircut. Hair. Yeah. 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 She just has like a bob. Yeah, with the exception that I really like the fight in Firestarter where, like, the robot by the... That's episode two, right? Yeah, like the old yeah. burned down school robot fight. Yeah, great. It's one of, like, the coolest fights. Oh, where it turns the... into, like, a cannon and shit? Yeah. And Little Buster starts playing? One of the oh, great yeah. anime apps. That's Goosebumps right there, baby. All right. Uh, I don't even think we can go through this, like, beat by beat. No, we can't. But I have a lot of questions, and I'm going to, like, levy... Levy? Leverage them level. I I'm think... going to level all of them at Vin, probably. <laughs> Crap. Then if you've seen the most of this show, I want to understand it. I think uh, I don't like this show. What? That's where you landed? I got to say, I do like Sorry. it less in this second half because I think it yeah. loses all moments of emotional like relatability and depth for like sex jokes and cool fight things. It does t- get sexy like halfway through for not much of a reason. And then the all like the... was sexy too a little bit. But it was like realistic sexy. It wasn't yeah. just like, whoops, titties. Yeah. Metaphor for dick. Cat has balls. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes from, like, regular growing up to, like, sex growing up. Yeah, which is part of growing up. It is, but, like, it's not the... It, it's 
it doesn't like play on your emotions as much i guess it's it's like and it's used more for cheap humor it's like yeah it's supposed it's like funny or whatever yeah i mean i think there is something that makes sense to a lot of people and i i understand it uh from a sympathetic point of having like a stepmom or a, a dad's girlfriend thing where you're jealous of kind of both of them Mm -hmm. you know you're jealous of her because she's getting your dad's attention and she's you know replacing your mom but you're jealous of him because you want to fuck that lady yeah and you're 12 the the back half is also like super confusing yeah i I thought i was exaggerating but it really is that thing where it's just like oh here's some like emotional moments some cool fights and then once uh amarao comes into the picture it's just like suddenly there's a plot and we're gonna cram it in but we didn't have to cram it in but it's not really i feel like i don't want to pay attention to this plot and when you try you actually get really frustrated yeah uh, on a subsequent watch there's even less to dig out of well the thing is it takes all this time to do these like bb gun fights that take forever and these little things and i'm like i don't think it's just like a metaphor or like a stylized version of something happening i think the animators were just like this is fun yeah. yeah, we're gonna keep doing this, which time. is fine. But if you introduce a plot, I want to understand it. I want to yeah. see it. I think seeing it the second time now, I was looking for like, all right, do I get this now? And it, yeah, you're right. It is more frustrating on a second watch yeah. because you're like, I still don't get it, and yeah. there's really like, there's nothing to get. Yeah, there's <laughs> I feel like, like no, you should, but you still don't. Right, the yeah. clues lead to like nothing. But I still like, I don't want to like act like I hate it now because it's still like a delightful thing to just watch. Yeah, and again, visually, it's great. Yes. But yeah, I think you put it well. It's, it's very like, stylistic. Like the style of it is really cool. Because it baits this understanding for plot and then mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really tell you what's happening. But isn't everything in life absurd? Isn't growing up absurd and silly and confusing? You're cheating. And you don't really. <laughs> That's cheating. I know, but I'm, I'm trying to get us there. Because if you're like, if you're like, okay, well, what is this show about? And if you, it's all, I think it's all about themes. You know, it, it like is, it's it about is. the themes. You're right, but then I'm, but then that's where I'm like, well, then don't have a plot. You know, it, it to me, this is this is my interpretation. Even though I still feel like I don't, I don't, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> my interpretation <laughs> of what we saw is like this show is about a boy growing up and just like regular life issues, but he's also like schizophrenic and has like a kind of like weird conspiracy thing going on where like the housekeeper that's having, that's in a relationship with his dad is also an alien. And he, he has like delusions of being like the savior and stuff like that. So it's like a conspiracy theory, uh, like, like part of it where there's like aliens and there's, Uh, some kind of galactic fight and he's a hero that can save the world and that kind of thing but really what's happening in his day-to-day is just like the boring everyday stuff right you Um, have to be in a school play you're not good at baseball yeah you're horny for your dad's new girlfriend right that makes sense you the, the girl the other girl that you like really just is uh you're just the substitute for her for your brother that she actually likes. Yeah, I wanted to, to ask about her because I didn't notice until this time we watched it. The she, she's her and her brother, even though he's not in it, are like kind of the main focus of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. almost trying to like keep him kind of kitty so she can just keep him around. But as yeah. he gets more like I don't know Harukode or yeah, like yeah. yeah, he's he she gets more resistant, and then she ends up being sort of the bad guy, or she causes the end to happen. 
I think Does she? Oh, because she feeds that robot? Yeah, but notice when she feeds him, I never noticed. She throws his phone number away. And she's yeah. about yeah, to call yeah. him and she goes, never mind, just go ahead and eat it. And she, mm. that triggers the whole Yeah, she's finale. sort of like giving up on Tasuku. Which, by the way, his name, I think, is the infinitive for save in Japanese. Mm. Like, like Taskete is like the phrase you mm. hear, like, save me or help me. But his uh, name is Tasuku. You know what I, I realized, though? Like, she calls, she calls, um, what's his name, Naota? She calls yep. him Takun. Yep. And that, that's could be a nickname for his brother too because yep. his brother is, so I think she's she. it's probably the same nickname she's probably calling him the same thing that she was calling his brother yeah she enough. calls everyone Takun I think yeah like her um, whole thing is that she can't let go of yeah this guy and I think like it is like that's her her arc is that she slowly lets go of him mm. Um. yeah I mean it's it's like a cool kind of device to have this character that we never meet you know but we hear about mm-hmm. and right away in episode four we hear about it from perspectives other than mommy me's which is them being like tosku was good at baseball yeah and then they're like go ahead tosku's brother you know like he doesn't even get his own name they just call him by his brother's name Mm -hmm. yeah he's kind of like the void in both nauta and samaji's life like like she like he loses a someone to look up to and she loses i guess also someone to look up to and like a Mm. her boyfriend yeah, and I, I wasn't sure if there's a parallel though, but like I noticed when after in the full swing episode, at the end when he's got to like own up and swing the bat, someone mentions his brother, and that second they flash to Conti and his head lights up, and he looks back at him on top of the thing, and his head lights up, and it was almost like really my brother, and all of a sudden he lights up and just like hits the thing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wonder if like the robot's some kind of like allegory for oh yeah, because like, he, he is like very strong. And mm-hmm. he's good at baseball. Yeah, and then and like he gets when he's the job done. Yeah. Saving the day in the gun episode, like he's on the head and he goes like, you know, never call me whatever, and I'm not my brother, I'm gonna save you. And then yeah. all of a sudden the robot shows up and he looks all epic and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought maybe the robot was like him grown up or something like that, you know? Mm. Or like his mature self, which would also make sense if, if that part of him kicks in when his brother is mentioned. Mm. And he's like, Damn it, I'm the older brother. I'm the grown up guy. You know yeah. that Billy Eilish song? Um. Yeah, I'm pulling open my notes because I wrote a bunch, and then this laptop died. Uh, I want. Is the eyebrows? Is it? It's seaweed, right? It's dried seaweed. Oh, naughty. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? That's a theme too. The eyebrows. Seaweed and spicy things. Yeah. So like, the the spicy things are associated with Haruka. So like that's what she like the bakery uh. does not sell the spicy stuff until she gets there. Oh. And she's always feeding the family spicy stuff mm. versus our or the eyebrows guy who is a big advocate for sweet stuff. I don't know what any of this means, mm. but it's there. Oh, well, one thing I also noticed is that he uses not liking a certain flavor as an excuse to not have that indirect kiss. Yeah. You know where he's like I don't like the sour drinks. And then in this last episode when Ninomori hands him something or no, well at some point, he's drinking a carbonated or some kind of beverage, and Mamimi is like, you know, before you started hanging out with Haruko, you didn't like that pulpy, that pulpy beverage, and now you're all about pulpy, and he's like, I just drink it. And then, yeah, when Ninomori gets something, and he's like, I don't like carbonated beverages or something, um, because she drinks it first and is going to hand it to him, so they're going to kiss indirectly. It's a sign of being an adult. You like a soda and... Uh... <laughs> like i don't want spicy chicken instead of regular chicken that's right oh yeah that's me they just 
they think maturity is just you go to Popeye's and you get a number four and a diet Dr. Pepper. It is interesting, though, that he like he suddenly starts going for all those things as the episodes go on. And then after she leaves at the very end, then he's like, no, I don't drink the carbonated mm-hmm. stuff. And she's like, aren't you a grown up? So like maybe it was just having her around. He was trying to show off. Yeah, it like so like a lot of what he's doing is like trying to force himself to be a grown up. And I think like the end he's sort of admitting he's a kid like he goes up to her and goes like oh i love you haruko like he wouldn't admit that to himself uh he like he wouldn't let himself be a kid until the very end right like he is becoming more mature but he also needs to remember that he's just a kid which is why she tells him that twice and then when he gets close to her he gets close to her as like a kid would to an older person Mm -hmm. he like collapses on her uh gets pushed into her boobs when they (laughs) hug yeah, finally their relationship becomes appropriate. Yeah, but in a weird way. In a weird way? Because it's like, you, you were all horny for each other, sort of, I guess. I guess. And now you're like, we're like mom and kid. Yeah. <sighs> ben, what are your thoughts? I've got a lot. None of them. Tell me. What have you, no- like, <laughs> what have you noticed on this watch around? Oh, honestly, one third of my notes, like every other line is me in all caps putting the cat. Like it's almost like the cat is the unspoken like boss of bosses in the show. What? <laughs> like, have you noticed? That, like, every time there's like a, a thing, the cat is watching, mm-hmm. and like oh. when he finds the dad under the you know all shriveled up under the thing, the cat's just kind of looking at him with a face. When he walks back and Haruko shows back up, the cat's watching him go in. Do you know what part of it might be? And I mean, they would have had to know this while they were drawing it, but the voice. Of the cat is Hideaki Anno, who created Evangelion. Is Whoa. that true? Yeah, un- he's uncredited, but people say that. The so cat speaks? When it goes, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so I guess it's like, he's sort of like the boss of the two guys yeah. that created FLCL, you know? There is that one scene. So I hadn't watched this with subtitles before. So this was like, oh, you always watched it. Ah. Yeah, all of a sudden I was like reading the words and it made a lot more sense with, you know, N O abbreviated and Atomisk spelled out. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But the. The, there's that one scene where she's dancing around the room half naked with the cat and she's saying like telling the cat like my mission's delayed no yeah. it's not because like and she's like reporting to the cat yeah yeah, yeah. she says like i lost the signal so it's like it's transmitting something mm-hmm. i think the cat is, is also it crux. has balls mm-hmm. in yeah, episode the cat four or five like bull test balls in a lot of episodes yeah Love those balls. Wait, can, Vinny, can you explain the whole dad thing where he hits the dad and then in reality, he's shriveled up underneath a thing. Did he make a mannequin of himself as like a decoy for Haruko? Or what was that? I don't know. I think it's the other way around. Like, I have no answers on this. But my theory is that she's trying to get a rise out of him through half the episodes in different ways. A rise out like of? Out of Nauta. Right. Because like when he kind of gets fired up in like all those different situations, oh. she's like able, like things start popping out of his head for her. And I think that that one was like she hid the dad away somewhere and like had this robot there like doing stuff in front of him. I think she was leaving the door half open on purpose the whole episode. And then like when he sees her, that's when he goes like he freaks out and all of a sudden he sends out a signal out of his head. And so I think she made that thing. Oh, because she gets she's closer to summoning Atomsk when this kid has new robots come out of him yeah and the robots coming out of him is sort of like his manliness or his horniness so she summons it by pretending to fuck his dad something like that so does she ever much doing it in front of it like him as a show oh yeah does she ever actually fuck his dad then or is the idea that she wants to quote use his head for something and he says no and then she ties him up and throws him under the 
in the closet while any of the lovemaking stuff is with the robot. I don't know. Like he gives a massage when using his chin. He, he's trying to get her the whole time too because he's all like into her. And yeah. So I mean, I feel like he'd be into it, but maybe like she couldn't use him because his head doesn't work as well as him. So she like just gets him out of the way. Something like that. Yeah. But that is, in, that is interesting. Yeah. That, that makes it, to me, it makes it make more sense that this whole like metaphor for puberty thing works. I mean, this is outside of the metaphor, but that someone <laughs> needs to summon that inter- intergalactic being by, you know, having you go through these quote unquote maturing uh, episodes, even though this isn't like, I don't know, having a boner and like standing up for yourself. I don't know. It's not necessarily maturing. Yeah. You know, like being a horny man is not like, ah, yes, <laughs> adulthood. Maybe it is for some. Or else like learning to, learning how to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe it's I, vices. Okay. It just, remi- it's like a, it's like a foundational summer. I think everybody has like mm-hmm. a, you know, this, a memorable summer that they yeah. feel like they grew a lot or they hung out with friends a lot and mm. you know well, i left so the eagles it... and i wrote that song boys of summer yeah yeah because even in the gun episode like he, he's always super meek and apologetic but then all of a sudden he saved the day so the whole gun episode every time someone says like you saved us he gets like that little smirk and he gets yeah. kind of cocky gets and all a little of a sudden, yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden the thing cocks back because oh. he gets cocky exactly Oh, so that's that's what it was. I wrote down like, when does the hammer get cocked on that revolver in his head? It's every time someone's like complimenting him, and instead of him doing his usual like, no, it's nothing, he kind of like takes it and rides with it for a second, uh, and he smiles to himself. Get that that smirk, that perv smirk. And what sets it off is when he gets so confident that he tells Samiji that he loves her, but that she mm. shoots him down, right? Yeah. Yep. So then it fires. <sighs> yeah. It's almost like Russian roulette. If they showed it striking and missing, but then never yeah. mind, that doesn't work. Um, fuck, I had something I want to say. Yeah, there's a lot here. It's just that, I don't know. It's like, I guess they have to have a plot, but maybe the, the, what we see as signs of a plot, maybe they aren't supposed to be complete, you know? Maybe it is just like there so that it seems like a story is happening and like no one really knows what it is. Especially in the dad episode though, like there was like the the way it was cut, like it was just like you'd see snippets of things that were real or not real and was going backwards and forwards it seemed like and it just made me confused it was like memento yeah the black and whites were going the wrong way and they're it, like it does get very confusing yeah like the shots of his dad's head falling off i don't know parts of that i think were like his like they give you a glimpse of like what he was thinking because mm-hmm. like there's a second where he just wanted to like kill his dad and they just flashed like his head falling off and then it didn't yeah. happen. And his head falls off in certain shots too. Yeah, that was weird. So that's the thing with this is there's so much like stylization and like sort of aside that seem just like a character's imagination that it can be hard to tell what's real. But I don't know. The more I embrace as we're talking the idea of throwing out a need to understand the plot and just yeah. see it as like themes and such, yeah. the more I like it and the more yeah. it makes sense to me. But if there is a plot, I'd like to understand it. Uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think we can. Because we're, it's like, what, almost 20 years later now, and we still don't get it. Um, one thing I want to say <laughs> is that I, I was looking up the voice actors during these stupid Hulu ad breaks. Um, and, I, you know, the Haruko voice is very distinctive voice. It's very nasal and up here mm-hmm. and Haruko. Yeah. Um, and I looked it up and the voice actor hasn't actually done that much, but she was the voice of the character Angel in King of Fighters 2002. 
This will mean nothing to anybody that isn't uh, listening from Latin America or just like a super nerdy person anywhere else. Uh, but the character Angel in King of Fighters 2002, it's the exact same voice oh. too. Uh, and it's great because I remember feeling that way about her. I'm like, that voice is so distinctive and nasal <laughs> and like playful. And the character is also uh, sort of sexual-ish in that playful, hard to go way. So maybe that's just the voice actor. Do you guys want to hear a <clears throat> pointless theory I have? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, that Haruko is a lefty. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah, no. I think that's. I think you're right, because her bass is lefty. Her bass is lefty, and the only guitarists she cites in that weird presentation are lefties, oh, wow. McCartney and Hendrix. Mm. Yeah. She is. It's not a theory. I think you're right. Great. I, I guess theories aren't right or wrong either. <laughs> like the theory of gravity. Well, I think that one's probably just a... I mean, how would she, if she was a righty, how would she be playing that lefty bass? Well, isn't that what it's difficulty? Wait, didn't McCartney play a righty guitar lefty? lefty? That was he just turned it upside down. Right. Isn't that Hendrix? I, will, I believe it's the Beatle. Oh. Maybe they both did it. They wow. probably didn't make lefty guitars oh, back then. Then that just kind of makes your theory even more theoretical because maybe she wasn't lefty. We, we she would quoted have people to watch. who weren't. IMDb said it's a lefty Rickenbacker bass. Hmm. So. Uh, by the way, there's a few... Go lefties. Go lefties. Uh, there's a few Eva things, obviously. You're not a lefty, Mark. The display, that's why. <laughs> I said it in quotes. All right. Um, when they're in the spaceship with uh, Kitsuri, whatever the hell her name is, Lieutenant, all like the font, a lot of the displays look like Evangelion. Yeah, those are yeah. really Evish Except me. there is also HTML at one point. Jackie and Vin, did you guys catch that? No. There's like head... You're and, fired. There's like head <laughs> There's head and body tags and shit at one point in green text over the black background. Can't go back to work now. That's yeah, <laughs> it's great. Mark, I have a hard... I just, I'm just reading. I don't catch any graphics. We I don't can, want excuses. We can never air this. <laughs> I did notice that it looked just like the control room from Eva. Like yep. when uh, Kendo's up there yelling. And they were saying a bunch of like babble gobbledygook yeah. yeah i thought the other thing that felt like eva is when his friends are talking to him from the car and they're like hey there's a rumor that you controlled the robot or you stopped mm-hmm. the thing and whatnot that felt like episode i guess three or whatever of eva where his male friend or both of them yeah two male friends yeah are like you pilot the eva um one of them even looked like the yeah one of them does look a lot like the kid who records mm-hmm. everything right the dark-haired boy right who ends up being a pilot I don't remember. Except in this one, his lips are like permanently all swollen. No, not up. him, not him. That's the. That's but he the... looks like like the, the. They look similar to those two boys in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh... Um. Does at one point, Mommy Me is like uh, like, fucking with Naota in like maybe episode five, and then she's like, "Oh, I want to go see the thing," and she jumps on um Haruko's moped. Do her panties just fly yes. off? Yeah, you could see them behind. Uh. Now to uh, later, yeah. As he's looking up at the bridge. Why does and that I, happen? I jotted that down. My thought was his hand was in them and she ran yeah, away while he was, was still in there. I was wondering if that was the idea was that they were doing something. Because mm. when she leaves, they're stuck on his hand. Like they get caught on him and then they just pop off. And then when they flash yeah. to the next scene, they're just laying there in the grass. But it's also like they just put that stuff in there. Like you, like uh, in the episode where, uh, like Nina Mori's episode, like her bottoms fall off while... She's like part of that giant curry monster. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Like that kind of stuff happens in the show, which is fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's weird like butt stuff metaphors towards the end of episode four where she puts her hand in his head and she says, <sighs> so this is what boys feel like on the inside. Uh, and yeah. then he says, don't touch me like that from behind. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then all of the women on the spaceship watching this have bloody noses? Yeah. yeah. Are they all horny for a 12-year-old getting his brain ripped apart? No. May, I thought they were horny for... I forget what they were horny for. <laughs> well, because she pulls the flying V guitar out of his head. Maybe they're horny for cool guitars, Mark. Maybe. Maybe they just feel his pain. No. <laughs> that ain't it. Sympathizing. Okay. It was funny, though. Are they on a spaceship? Did it's I miss like that a, part? It's a satellite, I think. Uh, Isn't it? I don't know. I figured they were on Earth because they kept being on Earth. and then. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking that because you see the red light, which is the satellite. Mm. I, I think that's what it is because they cut between them oh. and the satellite. But you, you guys might be right. Might the be satellite is what's falling to Earth. Yes. Why I, is everything a hand, by the way? Oh, I wrote down hands a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess to grab the iron. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the overarching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever this medical, medical mechanica thing is, they're trying to like run that iron. And they open. flatten planets with an iron? Yeah. Okay. It seems like they could easily destroy the planet just by throwing the baseball at the Earth. Yeah, they should throw more baseballs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, what's the deal? That's that's the government? Those people? Medical Mechanica? No, the people that are like watching it with eyebrows. I think so. I guess. And then there's Medical Mechanica. It's all Mechanica. just a conspiracy. It's all in his head. And then is Haruko, is she a rogue agent of the government or is she her own thing? I think she's an alien. There was one line they said where they were like, she wants to get between the government and Medical Mechanica. Yeah, and, and it sounds like she's yeah. a rogue agent at some point. I got yes. that vibe. I don't think she's from around here. No. <laughs> she wants the power of Atomsk, which, by the way, when it spreads its wings or whatever, it looks just like some Eva shit. Uh, yeah. For sure. Which is some interdimensional being that is what? It's like brainwashed by Medical Mechanica to be uh, the simple Kanti robot? I guess. Is that deal? Because at one point, one of them says, when that thing turns red, and I thought they just meant Kanti because Kanti turns red, the brain Jenga blocks pop out. It, mm-hmm. That's what I thought, it has yeah. a cannon, a cannon that fires uh, <laughs> a little boy, <laughs> but then later his like eyebrows explode into red wings or whatever the fuck that is that comes out of his head. So I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. know. But because they, said, they show. Oh, sorry. Go on. Okay. Oh, because they show Atom says like a humanoid figure. Yeah. Like you see his butt. But then that's how you know he's human. But then it's a bird. Is the bird his power? Maybe he can shape shift. Because yeah. they said he's got such, the, whatever this N-O is, sounds like the N-O. power to get stuff through your head, like interdimensionally. And they mm-hmm. said his is so strong, he can steal entire star systems through it. Yeah. So I think that's why she's after that. Because his head's great, but like his head's even better. I just He's got a good head game. I ignore <laughs> any of this shit because I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel real. And that's why I just like my explanation of it's all in his head. It simplifies it for sure. So, um, well, we're going to keep having fun, Jackie, over here. Well, I'm going to trying to make sense of it. Not liking it. Well, you do that. Sorry. You be a party pooper. Let's name all the references. Go. Okay. Actually, this is sort of related. Do you remember when he finds his dad and it's the robot one and then the dad turns around and his, uh, his clothing kind of falls off his shoulder. Yeah. And you see a mark. That's like a samurai movie thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like I the kimono slipping off the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't know what it is exactly. Um, that's a reference. South Park is obviously a huge thing here. The um, Matrix. In the first, in the first, one of the first three episodes, there's like a South Park figurine apparently that gets tossed. Mm. So this, this guy uh, really likes South Park, <laughs> which makes me like it less, by the way, because I don't like South Park. 
Just I think it's cute that they like it that much, though. I don't it know. is nice. It's nice to see Japanese people. It's like funny American to shit. like. It's I like it because I'm like, oh, I get this reference, so it makes me feel good and smart. Okay. Yeah. There's the other. Uh, was the other animation shift the where they go into like a manga for five minutes reference to anything or just reference to? I mean, it's it, it, even that encapsulates a lot of different drawing styles. Because they're all cool looking. It looked like the budget just got worse and worse as they went, and it just ends up being scribbles at one well, point. Well, I think there's at one point, like when he's doing his fourth wall breaking and talking about it, he says, like, they say we've gotten lazy, but that's not really the case, mm. which I think is true. Because in the, in the first episode, he says, like, the manga stuff's gotten too expensive. Because <laughs> you could say it's lazy, but it really isn't. It looks like a lot of work goes into doing those yeah. uh, effects. When she's on wearing that bunny outfit on the guitar, and she goes, Die Con 5. There was like a Daikon was like a anime convention and they had they would draw these elaborate oh. like opening sequences for every convention oh. and that was one of them with with this bunny lady flying around. I don't know if it was on a guitar, I doubt it. It's... But she would shoot slingshots. And I remember loving that because uh that's the way I first heard the ELO song Twilight, which I love. Oh. Apparently, that explains why she's in the bunny outfit, or why she gets the slingshot. Yeah. And then suddenly is in a bunny outfit. Yeah. Oh. In, uh, I think Hideaki Anno, it said, wrote, uh, he, did the, he did the animation, his first animations were for, for, for Daikon 3 and 4. Oh. So then this is like kind of, I guess, continuing that in Daikon 5. Okay. Um, which I didn't know that. Thank you for coloring that in. I was just like, all right, whatever Daikon 3 is. Shout out to my brother for finding that out. Back in the day. Is your brother Hideaki Anno? No, he's just a guy who likes anime. Oh, I've met those. <laughs> that makes me feel better, too, because that was the one... I like there's a lot of sexual innuendo and jumps in this. That was the one I thought was shameless. I was like, well, why is she in a bunny outfit? <laughs> like that, that has no place. And then now it makes sense. It was a reference. Look it up, everyone. It's cool to watch. At I'll- some point... Haruko is on top of Nauta in her bath robe, mm-hmm. or her butt is out at that point. Mm-hmm. Is there like an arrow suggesting that he has a boner, or is it just that they're touching each other because, like, you know, something's coming out of the back of his head, right? And he mm-hmm. gets pushed up and he kisses her. Mm-hmm. But there's like a down arrow at one point that kind of appears on screen. And I'm like, oh, is that know. like them, like their bodies are touching further down, or is it just like something is pushing from underneath, which is his brain robot i missed that these are not the things that i would overthink (laughs) about this show my favorite is the 30 seconds of the dad's face changing color though that's oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's a money-saving uh uh, scenario and oh there was one too i wasn't sure if that was a reference to lupin the third because his little date outfit looks just like well he says before that he's like oh "Oh, do you like the red one instead of the green one that's the cagliostro one Uh and i looked it up and the lupin the third movie castle of cagliostro he has a green jacket so, yes, it's a Lupin reference. Nailed it. I think that one is on Netflix or something. Yeah. The Cagliostro one. That's the... That's the. Uh, what is that studio? Pierrot? Gynax? No. IG? The, like, Spirited Away, those Show movies? Ani. Oh, Ghibli? Ghibli. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. Lupin thing they did. Oh. It's good. It's what? cool. Do you have a thought? No. Oh, you started talking a while ago and we cut you off. You're the only one who's actually figured this show out. Like, I'm jealous. I'm just, I'm done. (laughs) I don't know. I still like it every time Little Buster comes on. Like, it just feels good. Last time we potted, I called it Pink Dinosaur. I don't know where I got that from, but the song is Last Dinosaur. And it does feel great when it kicks in. And that's that's the moment when he pierces a a hole in the hand. Mm -hmm. You know, when he says, like, I'll stop it or whatever. And then 
he flies through the, the, the evil robot hand and the last dinosaur plays. And it's a great song. It's a great song. Makes all the episodes things. end that way. Yeah, they do. With a song. So you just know it's like, oh, this is the it's end. The same that song. song comes the out. same song at the end. You're thinking of a different song. I no, no, no. I'm telling you last dinosaur. Not you guys are talking about ride on shooting start is the end credits song. Oh. I'm not talking about now, now, now. No, no, no. Like no. D- in the during it's the, the one episodes. that's like where the kids sing. That's yeah. little busters. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm talking about. I'm it talking about last dinosaur. Which one's the last dinosaur, Mark? It's what I use as the intro to last podcast episode. Mark, I don't listen to Sing our it. podcast. Sing it. <laughs> well, the thing is, it starts with like just like really heavy, like a wall of sound sort of guitar chords of like ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's a great ding, one. Ding, ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. And then it's like, kids calling. Ah. Oh, it's so good. Da, 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 da. That's right. what he says. Well, then not that one, but Little Busters. Yeah, that's a great at the one. End of every Can someone episode. send us all of the music that we like? Can you just, someone send us a zip file? If, if you know what, if the pillows are listening and you have any uncompressed studio masters. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. That you could put on like an FTP server. Because like they say the human ear can't like really detect all the compression of an MP3. I can, okay? Oh yeah, I hear it. I'm like, <laughs> look at all those lost frequencies up in the air. I thought the big tall robot fight was cool. <laughs> I liked his sawed off shotgun. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I have trouble distinguishing some of those moments the Um, one with the giant hand with the five guns yeah he was cool yeah it's like under his jacket are like other fingers that have guns or something yeah he's just a tall hand but i like i don't know that was really well animated some of it it's it's hard to tell like haruko flies into the barrel of a revolver at one point and does not and is fine (laughs) also what's with all the bb gun fighting and then the dad is just a straight up nazi with a (laughs) with a luger pistol like an actual german pistol i'm trying to figure out like i don't know for a fact it i'm hoping that it's another lupin reference and not just he's a nazi for fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's Lupin the Third Reich is a pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, one I had that I I don't know if it's a plot question, but notice when he takes the core out of the hand, right? It gets lost, and the whole plot of the last episode is that core is growing, goes back into the hand. When they get there, he says the final piece he needs. It's the robot connects to it, but the robot's the one that took the thing out of it in the first place. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was like a total reversal. Like they. Well, we're a com- he was like, it's a component of the core, but then why did it fight it in the last episode? Well, because the robot is kind of brainwashed, we think, mm. right? But then again, it should be brainwashed away from the bad guys. Yeah, they lost me on that one. I feel that sad one that spot. Conti got left on Earth at the end of everything, just like to do chores for this family. But I think he's fine with it. You think so? Would he do it if he didn't want to do it? That's a good point. I don't think, I don't think he has will. Yeah. He does whatever. Well, then we can't That's feel true. bad for him either. <laughs> yeah. If he's just like a Roomba, also basically. A good point. <laughs> he's a Roomba. He's a baseball playing Roomba. He's mm-hmm. so good at baseball. I thought about Roombas today because I thought about when I was vacuuming about when Jackie and I would hang out at her parents' house where she used to live. And her mom would set the Roomba off and it would run around cleaning the floors. Jackie would close the door and say, like, we have to close this or else the robot gets in. <laughs> and I would just think about how that would sound out of context. <laughs> Of just being like, quick, nail this board into this door before the androids <laughs> that want to take our brains pop in. <laughs> They'll clean the floors. Yeah. Mm. That's the worst zombie apocalypse is they just try to do like household uh, cleaning. Uh, I said Taro is a generic boy's name, but it's not used like John Doe in Japan. It is. So the whole Taro joke in the first episode is 
it makes sense to be like he's very much like Toto. It's yeah, he's like mm-hmm. a John Doe. He's a dead body that no one can identify. So you were wrong. I was wrong in assuming that I was right. I no, get it. So I was wrong, wrong to say that I was wrong. Um, mm. I did notice though, since you said uh, last episode that you thought um, the fucking bucket hat Nauta was your favorite, he does have like a different piece of headgear every episode. Yeah, he has so many hats. He, he wears a, sham- a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. He has a shampoo hat. He has the bandage. He has the hoodie with the paintball goggles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always got something else going on, which Beanie makes sense. Nauta is actually my favorite. Oh, that's right. He uh, he always has shit popping out of his head, so it makes uh, it makes sense. Also, uh, it's almost beanie season, you guys. Let's all be our best beanie nautas. I was just fall. Uh, okay. <laughs> as as the, the, the linguistic expert, Mark, what when they started joking about the fish and the blue Yeah and do you have any idea what they're talking about? It's just kanji references, I think, uh, and some kanji characters have other ones, like tiny kind of inside them, like the Japanese character for love involves I think mother and daughter or something like that. Yeah. Risque. So well no, like <laughs> um so it's like perhaps the kanji for fish i'm not gonna look this up right now but i probably will later maybe it Uh, involves the word blue and there's some sort of puns going on there's a there's one sequence where there's a fuck ton of puns oh the whole guitar teacher thing where she has the big pompadour and she keeps referencing different things oh yeah and then and then he says to us the audience now to says like this is hard to follow isn't it and I was like, yeah, because there's like 50 references or puns that are only for Japanese people, I think is what's happening right now. I think it's like, like it's amazing that it became so popular in America, like versus like a Cowboy Bebop, which is like made to be loved in America, like all of its references are American. Like this is such a it's Japanese show, but like, I don't know, people still love it. I still really love it. It is pretty good. It's worth watching. Also, I don't you, think so. Did you guys see <laughs> Superman popping out of the house at one yes. point? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I do like that though. Like this, as the crazier one, like of all enemies, like nobody I think comes at us with any answers. It's got such a low investment cost. Like it's one of the easiest ones to sell to anybody That's who true. asks about animes. I'm like, try FLCL. It's very short. It's mm-hmm. six episodes, and you can see if you like the the most crazy and then everything else beyond that That's is true. more understandable. I, I see i don't know i'm scared of putting people off to to the just like insanity of it i don't know yeah it does show visually though what you can do with the medium for sure yeah um what is with that scene i don't know if it's in episode six is it does she get brain freeze where the lieutenant is talking and she's talking to Amarao, uh, <laughs> and she just like stops her face turns blue and she kind of looks like in pain i'm guessing it must be like so sweet no no, no i think she'd just freaks out because she drank his drink. He was uh, like his workout drink. She was holding it for him, and then she stops and she kind of uh, drinks it absentmindedly, and then she goes. Blah. He uh, okay. uh, sexually harasses her a lot. Does he? Yeah, he goes like, hey, "What do you like to do after work?" And then he puts her hand on her hand, which is on the shifter. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where I said, "What are you laughing at?" I was looking away. Oh, and then her response is, "This is problematic." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a very so ahead of its time. Ahead of its time word. Uh, has this, this, this sort of like subplot happened before where something like a very harmful thing becomes like a baby version of itself and someone nurtures it? Yeah. Mm. In Stranger Things. Stranger Things? Which, when, is that season Season one? Season two. Season two, where he's raising the little baby thing. And I guess Alien? No. Yeah. Where uh, are an alien? Like it becomes a little baby chestburster. Yeah, but they don't then take care of it. <laughs> Technically, they nurture it until it's matured. 
<laughs> I was thinking of uh, Metroid. I think it happens in oh. Metroid Two. Mm. She's like she kills like Mother Brain or whatever, and this tiny Metroid flies away with her. Um, little oh, shop, little of shop of horrors. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has that. There's something else that I'm forgetting. Uh, where it's like they kill something and it becomes a childish version of itself, and they take I, it in. You must be uh, right. Groot, Groot, Groot. Groot, but Groot oh. isn't a bad guy. So far, but it does involve something becoming a baby. Tell us, it, tell us what it is, listeners. Write in and tell me what the fuck I'm thinking of. Where a a bad monster, evil thing turns into a baby and they raise it, even though it was really harmful. Gremlins. I right, maybe. Ooh. Gremlins are cute until oh, gremlins until some conditions are met. Yeah. Overall, I would recommend this anime. It's just. I think what it is is that it's just not. I like the tone of the first three episodes more. Yeah. But it its weakness is not what I thought I had initially considered it to be, which is a plot one. That is not where it is lacking because I don't think it cares that much about plot. It's like getting a zero on a test. It's like, yeah, I feel good about that. But if you get a six, you feel horrible. This one gets a zero. <laughs> so don't pay attention to the no plot. what no <laughs> to me it's it's more like its plot gets a 54 but then i should look at its other test scores or something <laughs> you know i'm like you suck at plot but maybe you just don't care about this subject you know mm-hmm. but you are cool so what do you think the weakness is i think the weakness is its lack of emotional depth in the second half that's my feeling is that i think it does mm. try too hard to go for these like sex jokes and moments and like big action and big action sequences. Um, and sometimes I think that, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, there's not enough action. They just have these like one shots in like action movies or anime. And this one went the other direction where it was just too much. And I was like, wait, you just introduced some like complicated, like secret organizations. And now I'm watching people shoot BB guns and make Japanese puns for 10 minutes. I think I agree with you. That's I, yeah, that's why I like the first half better. Yeah, especially the episode with Nina Mori where we see mm. emotions of well, we know now it does arc is pretty solid in terms mm-hmm. of what he's feeling. We get it. And she has the dad that might be getting divorced from her mom and And we yeah. only get hints of like how she resolves that. Like she talks for like a minute before doing the high jump that she's like, I finally talked to my mom and dad and then she runs away and does the high jump. Like we yeah. Those a lot of those threads don't like resolve in a satisfying way. Yeah, but they they hint at them. It looks like they thought a lot about the arcs and the plot and then decided that they didn't want to be explicit with it. Yeah. Which can be good. It seems deliberate because they cut right after a lot of big ones. Like when she's on the stage with the glasses in Mm -hmm. the cat one, and she's just like, they're fake. And then they just cut like that's it, credits. Yeah. Yeah. They set you up just to sit there and go, huh? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, where they're fake glasses. But then she's wearing them, right? In this back half. Yes. I think she, yeah, she's wearing glasses so. in the, in the, the last three. Oh. My weakness is I think that they should have extended the uh, the final battle where they're flying around with like his two guitars fighting in midair. Yeah. It was like 10 seconds. That could have been better. I do love that it becomes a double neck guitar. I think that's very funny. I thought, I forgot at first that she, that Haruko is the only one who has a bass. So at first I thought he had a guitar and a bass and I was like, ah, he's becoming the rhythm section. <laughs> Slowly, like he just picks up like a bass drum and snare after <laughs> he's just suddenly a band flying through the air. A one man band. And then like the pillows themselves actually emerge. 
They should have been in this anime. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely watch FLCL. It's on Hulu or anything if you pirate it, um, but don't. <laughs> Uh, there's the new series out. Vin, are you aware of this? The new, there's two new series. Oh, right. There's like a remix. Something it's, or one is Redux? called progressive and the other one is called something. Um, alternative FLCL, alternative FLCL, progressive. Amaroa, Amaroa uh, eyebrows is back. It's the same voice actor, but, um, I think it's like Haruko is back. I don't know if it's the same voice actress, but it's no one else is the same. The same like writer or director did not write and direct it. It's a different studio. It's not Gainax anymore. And Weak. it's like twelve episodes each. That's the thing. Oh, perfect. Sounds so like I don't know. Watch. It sounds from what I from what I understand of what I just said and <laughs> uh, like people's like impressions of it. It seems like it's just watered down. Ah, you know. But I mean, maybe it is a little bit like more FLCL. I just can't believe that. You'd put out a TV show that's 24 episodes and still have it be uh, as gorgeous as this dense six-part OVA. Yeah, there's no way it's going to do it justice, but probably worth a watch to see just how much it fails. Well, that's not (laughs) how I feel. I feel the second half of that, maybe. Um, Yeah, anyway, uh, let us know, listeners. I'm talking to you now, listeners. Nobody at this table. Uh, let us know what metaphors or meanings we missed. Let us know if we could have understood the whole plot with Atom skin fucking eyebrows over here and, uh, and all that. Uh, I don't want to know. Tell us uh, if you like FLCL or if you don't like FLCL. I think everybody likes it except me. Or if you've seen, uh, that's why you don't like it, huh? You want to be different? I am different. You're wearing your cool leather jacket right now. You think you're so unique? <laughs> yes. I mean, you think you're unique? Smoking a flavored jewel. I don't give a um, fuck. <laughs> whoa. Um, let us know uh, how red Atomsk works, how Atomsk Crimson works. Tell us about um, all the JoJo's references we didn't talk about. <laughs> right. I kept looking for voice actor overlap, and there really isn't any. It's interesting. Uh, Vin, thanks for coming to our apartment. Thanks for having me. Uh, by our, I mean Jackie and ours. Miles does not live here. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh. That's just not big enough. Uh Vin, Vin, what are you? Are you watching any other anime right now, or you're done with that childish bullshit? Not at the moment. Yeah, I watched uh, three episodes of FLCL recently. Oh, yeah, pretty recently. Just the second half. Anyway, uh, like we say every week, uh, rate us on iTunes five stars and leave a review, and don't forget to take a bath, brush your teeth, floss. Bye. Finally, someone let me out of my cage. Now, time for me is nothing because I'm counting no A's. Now, I couldn't be there. Now, you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs and I'm under each snare. Intangible. Bet you didn't think so. I command you to. Panoramic view. Look, I'll make it all manageable.